You're listening to The Good Girl Free Woman Show, where sensitive women learn to drop the good girl patterns, get off the emotional roller coaster, and find freedom from overwhelm, people pleasing, and exhausting relationships. Are you ready to finally feel happy, emotionally healthy, and free in your relationships and career? You are in the right place, my friend. Keep listening. Today's episode is for you if you're someone who finds yourself avoiding feeling the sensations, the emotions that show up for you, or if you're someone who tends to have a lot of negative self-talk and maybe you judge and shame yourself or guilt yourself a lot whenever you do have emotions that come up. And this was meant to be a brief episode, but it's turned into 20 minutes, but it's a great one. So listen all the way to the end. And it's a Q&A episode. So one of you submitted a question and I'm answering it here on the podcast. Enjoy the show. Just as a reminder, if you have a question about your own personal situation and you would like for me to answer it on the podcast, click the link in the show notes and I will answer your question right here live on the podcast. So this question is, what do I do if I find myself continually being self-avoidant to my emotions and not self acceptance. So I'm going to guess it, this, this could go two different ways. I'm trying to interpret what your question means so I can answer it accurately. So one case this could go, I don't even feel my emotions. I avoid them. I'm suppressing, I'm numbing out, um, or I'm, yeah, I'm suppressing or I'm numbing out to try to run away from actually experiencing the emotion. So I'm avoiding it, um, and not allowing myself to experience it. That's one way. The next way is I'm avoiding it in the sense that I feel it, I see that there's this anxiety here and I'm shaming it and I'm making myself wrong for it. So I'm not accepting the emotion. Instead, I'm like judging it and analyzing it and wishing it away. So what to do in this case, in the first instance, if you are avoiding it and you're numbing out and suppressing instead of feeling, the first thing you wanna do, cause this is common, we all do it. It could be because one, you're suppressing and numbing, you're running from it because you're afraid, like maybe it doesn't feel safe enough for you to feel. Maybe you're afraid of feeling because you don't want to get lost in the feeling, or it could be that you don't want to feel because you've never been taught actually. So you don't even know how to. So it's like the, that the first sign of discomfort, you run for a coping strategy. So you're calling someone and gossiping, or you're calling someone to get out of validation on an issue, let's say, and then it could be that I go and I overeat or I overdrink or, you know, overdrink so that I can be okay in social situations. I'm overeating when I'm fighting with my partner or a friend or a relative. So these are all co different coping strategies. And when we're in engaging in the coping strategies, we are avoiding the feeling. So I'm going to say in that instance, what you want to do is have a self-awareness practice so that you can become, start to practice becoming aware of um, what you're feeling. So that way you can, in the moment when you want to go and avo avoid, suppress, numb, and do your coping strategies, that you can bring awareness to the fact that you're doing that and you can allow yourself instead to feel. I had a moment um, the other day where I noticed myself, I noticed that I was an emotional eater always learning, always growing guys. No, no one is perfect. No therapist, no coach, no doctor. I don't care how many times they talk to you. We're all always growing and whatever. Anyways, 
So I found myself reaching for something sweet to eat. And I was like, wait, hold a minute. I don't, I'm not even hungry right now. Why am I reaching for something sweet? And in that moment, I was able to bring awareness to the fact that, hey, I'm about to emotional eat right now. Let me just check in with myself. And I didn't have to go and like meditate or anything. I just stopped myself and said, okay, what is it? It always helps me when I put my hand on my chest because it brings my awareness to to the, where my emotion is, where I'm feeling it. And it's like, okay, what am I feeling right now in this moment? So I was able to process through the emotion and not do the coping strategy that my body wanted to do. So what I'm going to tell you is to begin a self-awareness practice. And I, I went to the speaking engagement the other day and I gave them this. I'm going to tell you the same thing. Start an energy journal and you can go out and buy a journal and then set a timer. If, if every two hours is too much or three times a day is too much for you to feel like to check in with yourself, I'm going to recommend you do it. Start off once a week. So let's say you put an event on your calendar every Wednesday, you check in with yourself and this can look like if you, if you're not used to doing this, what like checking in with yourself and you feel like I don't have that much self-awareness, meditation is a great practice. It will help you get into your body more because that's the goal is to be able to become aware of what you're experiencing so you can process it out and instead of numbing suppressing you know doing the self-sabotaging behaviors instead of doing that you can actually process it bring that mind body and in integration um and be able to just continue to move throughout your day because you allowed yourself to feel the emotion and it only takes 90 seconds for that chemical process to happen within your body which is that release of emotion and a lot of times what happens if is that we instead of allowing ourselves to feel the emotion we run from suppress analyze it these are trauma responses and then we end up finding ourselves in this emotional loop and what was i was angry and all it, all I need, all, all that anger needed was 90 seconds of recognition, according to the uh, Harvard scientist. I'll have to look her quote up, actually. Um, all the emotion needs is 90 seconds. And instead of allowing my body that 90 seconds to process the emotion, I'm running from suppressing or overanalyzing it. And it's like, okay, because of that, now I'm stuck in this emotional loop because I didn't allow myself to process it. So I'm going to be thinking about it, thinking about it, feeling, re-experiencing it because I'm still having those same thoughts about what just happened, the event that just happened in my life. And every time I have those thoughts, my body is responding with that emotional response, right? And, and it keeps happening. And then what I do is I'm trying to numb it out some more. I'm drinking, I'm eating, I'm gossiping, I'm complaining to someone else. And that's why you have people who will say the same story about the same issues that they're in over and over and over again. And it's like, they'll talk about the same guy, the same problems they have with the same guy over and over again. They'll talk about, I wish I wasn't working at this job. I hate this job. My boss is X, Y, Z. And they'll be talking about the same stories. And it's like, you're looking at this person like, we just had this conversation yesterday. Like, you know what to expect from your boss. You know what to expect from this job. You know, you don't like it. You don't, you don't like your boss. You know, this guy is using you, you know, he's going to leave you and, and only use you for sex and then not talk to you anymore. And you keep engaging with him. It's like these situations, you know, that your toxic partner is going to, um, have this love bombing stage. And then in the next month, he's going to try to control you. And then blame shift everything on you, make you wrong for everything and criticize everything. And then he's going to have, that's that same cycle he's in. Like, you know what to expect because you've been living this for so long. Why do you keep talking about it when you know logically what to expect? And that's because they haven't fully allowed themselves to feel 
all of the feelings that come up, which is accepting what is like ex looking at the actual situation and accepting that situation and allowing their body to process the emotion that comes as a result of the impact of the situation, the impact that the situation is having on them. So what the, what I mean here is like when the boss does something that's shady to you, like let's say they assign you work and then, or someone assigns you work and then they don't give you all the details. And the next thing you know, they're like blaming you and calling you out in front of everyone because you didn't complete the assignment to a T to the way it was supposed to be. And you're like, well, you, I never got all the details. And instead of allowing yourself to fully process that emotion, like what motion is coming up for you right now, anger, sadness, oh, I feel tears. Okay. Let it come out. Let it go. Release that, that 90 seconds, which is a quote from Dr. Jill, uh, Dr. Jill Bolt Taylor, she says that 90 seconds is all it takes to identify an emotion and allow it to dissipate while you simply notice it. Wait, that wasn't her. That was somebody writing about her quote, but that's what she's initially saying. This is her quote. When a person has a reaction to something in their environment, there is a 90 second chemical response that happens in the body. After that, any remaining emotional response is just the person choosing to stay in that emotional loop. So when we don't allow ourselves to fully experience the feelings, the emotions that are showing up for us in the moment, like with that boss situation, had you, this person let themselves fully feel and grieve and be sad and be angry, whatever feelings came up for her in the moment, all it takes is 90 seconds, not saying go set a timer for 90 seconds, but I'm saying what I'm trying to encourage you to do is to give yourself permission and space to just feel, to just sit there in the discomfort, in the ugly feeling of, I can't believe this just happened to me. And giving yourself space looks like just sitting there and doing nothing and listening to the pain that's showing up for you within yourself. Like you're talking to yourself, right? Like, wow, this hurts. Wow. I'm really pissed. And then allowing whatever emotion to just flow through you. And instead of doing that, what we like to do is go and then call our friend. Can you believe this happened again? I can't believe blah, 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 blah. Or we'll gossip to a coworker. Or, and then next thing you know, we we're we're just anger working for the rest of the day. We're pissed. We're giving attitude to people. And then we go home, still not allowing ourselves to acknowledge within ourselves to feel. And then we go home and now we're like, oh, I had a stressful day. Uh, my boss called me out again. And so I need this glass of wine, right? Or I need this sushi or a cheeseburger, something you know you you probably shouldn't eat and you wouldn't normally eat on a, a regular day, but because you had a stressful day because your boss did that thing again, um, and now you go home and and you're overeating, you're drinking when you don't want to, you're you're just pretty much doing things you don't want to do to cope, when all you need to do is allow yourself to fully experience the emotions that are present with you when something in your environment happened, like Dr. Jill Taylor said, when that ev an event in your life has an impact on you. We need to, as humans, we need to feel, we were created to feel. Um, and so if you are not comfortable with doing that, having this self-awareness practice is going to help you keeping that energy journal. So buy a journal that you can keep with yourself wherever you go, or maybe you keep notes in your phone on, or, or have an online journal, whatever, and set your timer every two hours or once a week. I'm going to check in with myself and you're either doing a meditation or you're simply just asking yourself when your alarm goes off, what am I feeling right now? What am I feeling right now? Where do I notice it in or around my body? 
why is this feeling here? Why is this emotion here? You hear me say this, if you listen to the podcast, you hear me say this a lot. This is the process of processing emotion, of allowing yourself to truly feel what is present and that's it. And and that actually, that's not it. There's another part to this. You don't wanna feel, allow yourself to feel and then shame and judge it like, oh, anger's here, but you know what? I shouldn't be angry. I should have did better. I, I should have, should have, should have, should have, or they should have, should have, should have, should have. We're not analyzing or judging anything. We're just allowing ourselves to feel. Okay, this is somatic experience. You just allow your body to have those emotions and you wanna meet it with compassion. Oh, okay, I see you anger. I see you frustration. Yeah, you're welcome here. It's okay. It's okay to be here. And you're really reparenting that the parts of you that are showing up because when our emotional responses are triggered, you know, that I don't want to go too much into it. You can listen to past episodes and learn how, um, like where our emotions come from, what we're, how, why we're triggered, all the things I have episodes on it. Just go back and listen, start from the beginning and listen to all, all the way up to now this episode. But anyways, like I was saying, keep that energy journal. So that way you're keeping track of your emotions so that practice you'll start small, maybe once a week, and then it'll get better and better at it to where you won't even need to write it down. You can actually just say it to yourself when you notice a shift in your energy, but it starts, start small. That's my advice for you. Start small. If you notice that you're avoiding feeling, start small and make yourself do it. Like it's a habit. Like I said, setting that alarm. The next portion of this question, like how I said in the beginning, this question could go two ways. The next way this question could go is if you are avoiding the feeling, like you're aware that there's uh, emotions there that are uncomfortable and you are not accepting them, meaning you're judging and shaming and guilting those emotions. My advice to you is to, and this is really what this is, is negative self-talk and where this comes from is from our well, first, our, I don't believe our default is positive and happy energy, right? I believe that our default is, sin, is I don't say sinful, but because I, I don't know. Let me just say I, our default is not to be happy-go-lucky all the time. It takes effort to be positive, which is why it's so important to feed yourself with positivity. If you do that more often enough where you're constantly surrounded by positive, then yes, maybe your default turns to positivity. But um it doesn't, what I've experienced is it, it doesn't tend to be that, at least not for me and the people I've worked with. So if you find yourself not accepting the emotions that are coming up for you and you know that they're uncomfortable, but you're like, I, I know I need to feel this, but I just don't want to. And I'm not happy that I'm angry. I'm upset that I'm, I'm angry. I'm upset that I'm, um, that I can't figure this situation out, that I keep going back and doing the things that I don't want to do. And I'm pissed about it. And it's, you know, really, self-hate there, right? Like you're just not accepting of yourself and what's showing up for you. This is a clue that you need to practice self-compassion. Okay. And so my advice to you here is again, you want to start in small bites. You don't want to swallow the whole, like how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. I think that's the saying. And just like my son, he he's eats like you would think a 15 year old boy would eat shoves his mouth eats it really fast food is like disappears in seconds and when my daughter was born as she was growing up when they were younger she he would have competitions with her like who could eat the fastest and of course she just wants to be like her big brother so she tries to copy things that he does so now when she eats she like shoves her mouth and tries to make her food disappear in seconds too <laughs> and i'm like okay lennon you can't 
do that. That's why, you know, and she's had like tummy issues and stuff and just not chewing her food all the way. And so I'm like, you have to take one bite and you need to chew it all the way until it's almost liquid, like chew it for a long, long time. And, um, I actually got that from someone, I can't remember who it was, but I got it from someone who was like, it was about like dieting and how to feel fuller, like chew your, you're supposed to chew your food all the way till it's liquid form. Isn't that crazy? Cause it, and when you pay attention to yourself eating, I'm not a dietitian or, or weight loss expert or nothing. I'm just telling you what I learned. So when you chew that long, when I started doing it, at least I noticed like, dang, I, I want to really be swallowing my food like really fast. And that's not what we're supposed to. That's terrible. Like you got these big old chunks, you, you just choking down versus slowly taking your time to eat. I have a cousin who we used to always like kind of poke fun at her and was like, You're, she's such a, like a turtle because she moves slow and she don't care what nobody thinks or says or whatever, but she is the slowest eater. We would all be done and just sitting there waiting for her and she's just slowly picking at her food. But what that does is one, your body is able to process it better and easier. And two, like you get to enjoy the food when you eat it slower, right? Eat slow, chew slow. And so I'm saying this to tell you to bite off small pieces and chew it for a long time. So start small, really, when it comes to uh, showing yourself compassion. And one of the ways that I love to tell people to do that is by first remembering you as a little kid, like go all the way back to when you were like five years old and imagine you, you can even get a picture of you when you were that little and like take a screenshot, keep it on your phone or keep it wherever you frequent the most. So that way you can always be reminded of who that little girl was or a little boy and look at that picture whenever you're feeling heavy emotions and that let that be a reminder to talk to yourself like you would talk to you if you were five talk to yourself like you needed an adult to talk to you at five years old if that five-year-old is experiencing the discomfort and the pain that you're feeling today that's what's going to help you practice self-compassion Okay. Practice self-compassion. That's my advice to you. If you're not showing acceptance to those emotions and then it, and then after that, it goes to negative self-talk. Like you, you really got to pay attention to how you talk to yourself. You have to notice when you're being negative within yourself to yourself. So if you make a mistake, what does your inner, what does your inner talk sound like? Is it an inner critic or is it positive and compassionate? Like when you go and you you self-sabotage or you do your coping strategy when you're done do you are you or is your inner voice kind to yourself or is it like i can't believe you did that you did it again you fat you know what look at you like you need what's wrong with you when are you going to learn like how many times you're going to no or is it compassionate like oh i see why you did what you did i understand like this is a pattern you've had for so long and it's okay. Like, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. Like, what can I do next time so that I'm more aware of what, like, and then you can be more proactive and open. And yeah, instead of whenever we're judged in a, in a place of judgment, our, a part of our brain shuts down and we're not able to be open and curious and compassionate and be able to, and confident and, and make decisions from that clear space or choices or whatever. It's very negative. It, it shuts us down to possibility 
it shuts us down to create, it shuts us down from so many things. It's such an ugly energy to be in. So practice listening to yourself and correcting those thoughts. Anytime you hear a negative thought about yourself pop up, oh no, we, I, I said this on an episode before, but growing up in, um, or when we used to go to a, I used to be Pentecostal. So we would always say in the church, it was like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And so it's like the same concept here. Anytime you hear a negative thought, you don't have to say I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, but anytime you hear a negative thought, you want to bring your awareness to that. And what I teach my clients is like, tap it out. There's tapping. Um, I may show you guys tapping one day, who knows, maybe on one of my courses or, or a group program or something. Um, but you really just want to bring awareness to the fact that that negative thought is there and just replace it, replace it with something more loving and compassionate. Think about the younger you and, and speak to, to, yourself right now as if you were little that's going to help you with compassion and accepting the emotions that come up and just also another side note like not side note but another point here is to know it's normal to feel negative it's normal to feel heavy emotions it's normal to for that judgment and stuff to come up the key though here is is that all of the feelings that you have are welcome. All of the parts of you are feeling for a reason. They're valid and just as they are. And it doesn't mean that when they come up, they're good and we need to follow them. It's just, they're valid. They're there for a reason. Like there is something in your brain and in your body that has that emotion. Like there's a reason why, a legit reason why. Now, whether it's relevant to today or not, that is when you go in and process, but you can't go in and process if you're judging and shaming and guilting the emotion for even being there at that point you're just like shut down and you're in this negative loop and that's when you find yourself in that negative emotional loop hold on let me take a drink of my coffee great my coffee's cold um okay so that's my advice for you if you're someone who is finding yourself avoiding your emotions or not accepting the emotions when they do show up. I hope this episode was helpful. Actually, I know it was helpful for whoever you are out there that's listening to this. And if it was, if you were able to take anything away from this, I'm going to ask you one favor. And that favor is to leave me a review either on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I would really appreciate it. It lets me know that you're out there, that it's doing something for you. Um, otherwise I'm just staring at myself in front of a screen, (laughs) talking to myself in this room. (laughs) So I, yeah, leave a review five star, but be honest, of course. Right. I mean, of course I want a five star over there. Um, but yeah, so remember that you are worthy to be loved, to be seen and to be cared for just as you are. All right. I love you. I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye.